You're listening to the Cultural Curriculum Chat, the podcast that specializes in multicultural education and classroom strategies. I'm your host, Jebe Edmonds. Let's get started. Are you looking for ways on how to build authentic connections with people of diverse backgrounds? Well, you're in luck. On today's episode, we are going to talk about building cross-cultural connections. Hello, everyone. My name is Jebe Edmonds, your favorite cultural curriculum host. Welcome to the Cultural Curriculum Chat, y'all. I'm so excited that you're here today. We are going to talk all things multicultural education, as well as some strategies that you can use to be a warrior in cultural connections. So, I have found a really great resource for you that helps answer those questions of how we can build authentic cross-cultural connections. There is this non-for-profit agency called Our Saviors Community Services. It's based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Go Minnesota, that's where I live. And they provide services for refugees in their English Learning Center where they serve students representing over 40 countries. And they also have housing services as well. I'll have more information about their amazing work in our show notes below. They wrote a really good blog post about 15 tips for building stronger cross-cultural relationships. And I wanted to share that with you today because it has really simple strategies that I know you can use right now. These simple strategies can make a huge impact of building the strength and trust with your diverse neighbors relatives, students, as well as your colleagues. This work is only going to progress unless we all take the proper steps in moving our cross-cultural relationships forward. I'm going to share with you their 15 tips and also my two cents of these strategies. I really wanted you to keep in mind when we're talking about cultural competency to understand that all cultures are unique in their own way. I'm not asking you to be an expert of all cultures, but just to understand that cultures are not one big monolith. It's a facet of different cultures, nuances, dialects, languages, and communication styles. So keep this in mind when you are interacting with people of different cultural groups. It will vary um, depending on the individual but also understand that what you interact with one group might not necessarily translate in a positive way with a different group, okay? So first tip starts with you. Start with your own bias. You need to dig deeper inward. I have said this with my clients. I've said this with colleagues of mine. Understanding your own biases and recognizing that we do have biases. We have been taught to have stereotypes about other people's cultures, uh, customs, their own experiences by what we don't know. I want us to think about our own biases and how that could inflict harm on others. 
Then I want you to, with their second tip is called, identify your intentions. All right, thinking about that. A lot of us, we are motivated, but we also wanna make sure everyone feels psychologically safe. I know people are like, what does that mean, Jeb? I am a safe person. Yeah, you might be a physically safe person, but are you safe for me to feel my true authentic self? That's a deeper way. Also, when you're interacting with someone, smile and say hello. Love that. Tip number three, never underestimate the power of a smile, end quote. That's what Mother Teresa once said, and I love that point that they, the author wrote in this blog, that a smile does go a long way, especially if you don't know the language first off. That nonverbal communication of a smile really makes people feel at ease on both sides. And then educate yourself. Ooh, I tell you, I feel like I am really enjoying these tips and I hope you are too. You know, do your own research to gain just some basic incremental insight of the cultural groups that you are going to be interacting with. Um, Not saying again, you have to be a walking encyclopedia, but at least have some common knowledge of that person's cultural group that they identify with. Spend time, tip number five, in unfamiliar spaces. We get into the routine of live, work, play, socialize, but spend some time to go to festivals of groups that you don't identify with. Go to shops, go to restaurants, you know, Try and get out of your comfort bubble and experience new things. Another big one, don't tokenize. When I'm talking about tokenizing someone is expecting this person to be the greatest of all things in this particular cultural group. For example, I was, you know, very few in the place where I used to work, educators of color, and just having and heard comments like, oh, well, you're all that we've got, Jeb. And I'm sitting there in these meetings and in these interactions, and I'm sitting here going, wow, I feel very tokenized right now. You know, that's a lot of pressure on someone. So I like that. Don't tokenize. Um, You know, if you're trying to understand a particular person and representative of that group, Ask questions in this blog. I love what they say. And I quote, that you sincerely want to hear the answer. And then you need to believe that person if they are comfortable, you know, answering that question. And if they're not, that's okay. You can't come off and say, oh, well, you know, Tyrone would have said it or, you know, so-and-so would have said that. It's like, no. Now I'm feeling tokenized. So we don't want to tokenize people. Another one you need to think of in number seven, I like this too. It's not all about you. You know, back in the day, I would have said, it's not about you, boo. (laughs) It isn't. You cannot think that when you are trying to learn about somebody else's group, you can't interject what you think you know about that group. So for example, if I'm sharing something about my culture, you can't go, well, I heard from this news report that, 
your people in this region do da 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 da. It's not about you. If you really want to know and understand who I am and how I represent myself, then let me share what I feel comfortable sharing. Again, I don't need you to interject or tell me your opinion about who I am or the group of people in the group that I represent. And number eight is really big. Don't appropriate. We talk a lot about cultural appropriation and what that appropriation means is mimicking and mocking groups of people from different cultural groups. You can admire and revel in the beauty of different cultural groups, but putting on their traditional dress is an insult unless you have been gifted that from someone from that group. For example, a particular hairstyle, that's one thing, but rocking the same hairstyle or um, mimicking someone's vernacular in their speech, that is cultural appropriation. So do not appropriate by any means. Another thing too, number nine, learn names with correct pronunciation. I can tell the minute I interact with a stranger, if they see my name on paper and they ask me before they practice saying my name, they asked me, oh, how do you pronounce your name? I really want to get it right, right? I love how Brene Brown says, I'm not here to be right. I'm just here to get it right. I love that. So think about that. When I interact with someone that says, wow, what a beautiful name. Can you say it for me in how you pronounce it? Because I want to respect and honor you versus someone that goes, oh, what's a Jebba? I don't even know how to say this. I can't tell your gender. I don't know who you are, right? That's going to be a different response from me. Another thing I used to tell my friends is if you can't spell my name correctly or you can't pronounce my name correctly, we're not friends. We're just friendly. Okay, that's a whole different kind of level. It's not that kind of friend level. We're just friendly, you know, because mama always said be civil. But that's another indicator. If you do not take the time to spell my name correctly or pronounce my name correctly, that tells me that we're not being our authentic self by trying to understand who I am or groups of people that are different various groups. Also manage your expectations. When you're doing this work and you're getting to know and trying to build these strong connections either at work or it's your neighbor or it's that parent at the soccer games that you're just too reluctant to say anything to, it's going to take time. You know, I always kind of say this with my clients and students of you have to be in it for the long game because a lot of people especially people of color, we know someone who's trying to pretend to be authentic, right? So you need to manage your expectation and know that building trust will take a lot of time. You can't just expect to go from zero to 60 and say, oh yeah, Jeb's my BFF. Do you really know Jebba? Or did you just meet her at the grocery store and now you think you're friends, right? So keep that in mind. You need to manage those expectations. I love this too. 
Number 11, letting children play. Kids really do humble you. (laughs) I remember teaching first grade for a number of years. They know how to be the icebreakers. And I think a lot of us adults could really take some notes from them. They just go right to business. They always tell you, how's it going? They always want to say, hey, you want to play or and talk things through. And yeah, you know, kids also need to learn how to solve problems. And that's what us adults are here to help them with. But Kids playing is a really great starting point of meeting children where they're at. It always opens up conversations with the adults around them. Sharing meal. Oh, food is the heart of the soul, I tell you. Yes, establishing and getting to know each other with food always goes a long way. Be willing to share yourself, you know. People want to get to know each other from both sides. So share a little bit about yourself and your cultural heritage. You'll be surprised of how many people would love to learn that. 14. Have humility. Apologize and move forward. A lot of us, when we have our defenses up or we stumble and we say the wrong thing, we need to have some humble pie and we need to apologize right then and there. Ignoring it, tiptoeing around it, only makes things fester and it makes it worse. And of course, be human. I always say this, we're in the human experience, folks. A lot of us think that we're supposed to get it right exactly how it is every single time, but no, we're not robots. We're in this human experience together. And I feel like when we blunder and we have some grace with each other, a lot goes a long way. So I really love this really straightforward tips and strategies of how you can be authentically you with people from different walks of life. These are people that don't look like you, sound like you, think like you, behave like you, and it's up to you to challenge yourself. Some of my friends and neighbors would ask me and say, Cheb, you know, I'm pretty shy or I don't even know where to begin. And using any one of these strategies, it doesn't even have to be in order. (laughs) You just need to get started. You'll be happy you did. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to some really great tips. 15 to be exact, of how you can build positive cross-cultural connections. I'll have a link in the show notes to this blog post article, as well as giving you more information about this wonderful organization, Our Saviors Community Services. Be sure to join our Cultural Connections newsletter mailing list. It will give you lots of updates on upcoming courses, webinars, my speaking events, and lots more. I will have that link in the description below so you can get lots more multicultural educational goodies from me. Well, that's all that I have for you today, folks. Have a wonderful day, and I'll see you here same time next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Cultural Curriculum Chat with Jebba Edmonds. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We will be here same time, same place next week. Take care. Bye-bye.